You are Locked On Bulldogs, your daily podcast on the Georgia Bulldogs. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Bulldogs podcast. I am Daniel. I am Clint. Welcome to Locked On Bulldogs here on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Daniel and I are celebrating, and you should be too, by the way. Uh, today's episode is brought to you by none other than betonline.net. Well, All I'm, your sports book needs. Betonline.net. I made a little I made a little cheddar with betonline.net just this very evening. In now fact. hold on a second, Daniel. We're celebrating for two reasons. One, uh-huh. um, because we made money. <laughs> that's that's the first yep. reason. That sounds right. Uh, last week, we told you guys, if you don't think the Rams are winning this game, crazy. Now, it was, it was a little touch and go there for a Ooh, while. So Very touch and wow. go. Wow. But they yep. pulled it out. Uh, second reason, because Matt Stafford, damn good dog, has mm. a ring on his finger after purgatory that is Detroit. Getting out there and doing that, it's fantastic to see. Two reasons we're celebrating tonight, Daniel. Yeah, absolutely. Really, three reasons we're celebrating. And, and the third being... Last week was was a record-breaking week for the podcast. And so just yeah. want to take a moment here yeah. on Monday, coming off the Super Bowl. It's the middle of February. There, there ain't a dang thing in the world going on. But y'all yeah. out here um, still getting after the audio podcast, Spotify, uh, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your podcast. The YouTube videos um, Broke the 2,000 subscriber mark last week and just continues to – that number continues to go up. And you all finding the videos, uh, appreciate all the comments, appreciate all the thumbs up, appreciate all of you who share the podcast with friends. Um, glad to have you aboard. We're going to be here the entire off season, And so thank you for making the podcast great. Um, it's going to be a really fun off off season. Mm. But, yes, today – Clint, also, Sunday. I'm going to add a fourth. Oh, I forgot right. to tell oh, you this fourth, last fourth week. Fourth reason. It's just, we blew this past, is the whole episode. It's the whole episode. We, just we blew past 600 that. episodes here on Locked on Bulldogs uh, a couple wow. weeks ago. We didn't celebrate. So congratulations to you. Blowing past 600 episodes total. Next marker up. 600 episodes. Yeah. What? Yeah. This goes all the way back to the way beginning for the people. <laughs> like this is all the way back. Oh, this is just this locked is, on episodes. Uh, oh, that's a good question because I don't know if that counts the imported ones when we made the transition mm-hmm. over from sure. Talking Dogs to Lockdown Bulldogs, if they imported and counted those. That's a good question. I'm going to get into Michael on it. Either way. Either congrats. way. 600 um, episodes. You love to see it. Uh, you do. But really, it's Sunday night right now. It's late in the evening, and you and I have just finished watching the uh, the Super Bowl. And, and really – Leonard Floyd, Sony Michelle, there's there's other dogs in this game, and and obviously yep. we're happy for all of them. Um, but but really Matt Stafford is the story of this game, really especially is. if you're a University of Georgia fan. I remember the day after we won the national championship game, Clint. I remember that day like it was yesterday. It was a fantastic day. Um and I, I remember I said to my buddy, if you don't think that Matt Stafford and the Los Angeles Rams are not going to win the Super Bowl, then you're a crazy person. I don't know what to tell you. The Braves Insane. have won the World Series. Yep. The University of Georgia Bulldogs have won the national championship. And, yep. and Lord in heaven knows that the Atlanta Falcons were not going to make any noise. And so the next closest thing is you got to get uh, 
legendary Georgia quarterback, um, been a yep. been a uh, an all pro type performer for many years in the league, but like you said, has been trapped in Detroit and finally gets an opportunity with some real teammates. And what does he do in year one of that opportunity? He just drags him all the way to the Super Bowl, and then Clint, mm. and then. OBJ goes down, which you hate to see. It just was that was a truly that was a really sad moment in the game. That was very sad. He was he was broken up on the sideline. You hate to see that. But the Rams' offense was nothing. They were terrible. They could not run the ball to save their life. They could no, not. They, guys dropping balls. Guys couldn't get open. It, it was it was a disaster. And and Matt Stafford took that ball in the last drive, Clint. Oh, he said, "Come on, come on." We're Guys, moving down the field. I'm we taking move. you to the promised land. Um, yeah. By the way, Daniel, real quick. Uh, so what you're saying is a generational quarterback who has leadership skills can overcome injuries at key positions and still lead his team to victory. Is that what you're suggesting? Oh. Oh, no. Well, some. Some can. <laughs> some, the, some can. Okay. Thank you. Thank you okay. for that. I appreciate it, Daniel. Yeah. Um, let's let's talk. This, this is incredible for Matt Stafford. His finish stat line. Does not give justice to what he did on the field. 26 of 40 for 283, three touchdowns, two interceptions. The most significant being hitting Cooper Cup, not once, but twice to end the game. The one got called back on the penalty. The second yep. one roped on in there. That first one, Cooper Cup took a hit, uh, it, helmet to helmet, huge slobber knocker. I thought he was out of the game after that. Um, yeah. But my goodness, toxic. We, we've used words like moxie before. We've used words... Uh, like the it factor, you know, those kind of phrases. But with Matthew Stafford, guys, he he's just a baller. Like he's a gunslinger, he, but in the best sense, he's not a Brett Favre gunslinger. That's because he's not stupid. That's why he's actually judicious with the football. But he's a gunslinger in the fact that he's going to find the window, fit it in nice and perfectly. Um, he, it's quintessential quarterbacking 101. He, y'all know he earned his chops playing yeah. along the way. Um, and you're exactly right. Who who would have seen all this coming? Well, look at the season so far. Um, it, it just is incredible to wrap this thing up with one yeah. of the best quarterbacks in the league, cementing, look, you listen to me, cementing his Hall of Fame status right now with this Super Bowl win. Put him in there. Put, Put him, in. him in there. And listen, you Matt Stafford's going to throw some interceptions. You use the Brett Favre comp. It's not a terrible comp because Matt Stafford's going to throw him some interceptions. Led the league in interceptions this year. Threw a couple of interceptions tonight. Not he did. not his fault in 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 several occasions, but um, but you look at that last drive. It's not the touchdown pass to Cooper Cup that wows you. No, no. It's it's the two before that to move you down the field where Cooper Cup is actively being double teamed. They're bracketed just the say, whole entire drive. There is no window to fit the ball in, and Matt Stafford says, "I don't need a window." I don't need a door. I don't need an mm. opening. I'll throw it through the wall. Ooh. You understand? Like I will just, I will just grip it and rip it and bring the heat in there. And like that 30 year old arm can still whip around and, and deliver a football man. And that's something that Matt Stafford's always been able to do. And you just love to see, I mean, I, I, I'm gushing. I, I, I love it for this, this kid and this guy, this man. And um, like you said, his legacy and what this means for him now let's 
let's talk, let's shift to the other side of the coin. Matt Stafford, obviously, former number one draft pick, University yep. of Georgia, great representative of the Bulldog Nation. Uh, let's talk about what this means for UGA. Does it help Georgia to have a Super Bowl winning quarterback like this? Uh, but first, want to tell you about Bet Online. Net. Bet online is, as Clint said, the place that we go to place all of our wagers. If you weren't on there this weekend, they had every possible available prop bet that you could make. So many prop Bowl. bets, Daniel. I'm talking about coin toss. Listen, tails never fails, but it just felt like a heads year. And did I wager on heads? Yes, I did. And it yeah. came up heads. So thank you very much. Bet online's got all of it. You get all these weird, wacky props. But they also have all the traditional betting options. Football season is officially over, but fear not. Uh, NBA is in full swing. March Madness is coming down the pipe. Golf is getting good, people. If you didn't watch any of the Waste Management Ooh. Open this last weekend, it was a spectacular finish. And uh, the Masters is right around the corner. The players is before the Masters. So lots of betting opportunities on golf. Whatever it is, whatever your sport, bet online. They got a shiny new website. You can go there on your mobile device, on your computer, uh, betonline.net. You put in your information. You make a deposit. You enter the promo code locked on, um, and they are going to give you a bonus on your initial deposit for using that promo code. So you do that. You lay down your wagers. You win money. And it's just that easy. BetOnline.net is the official sportsbook partner of the Lockdown Bulldogs podcast, the only one that we trust. BetOnline.net. Daniel, the logo is going to be represented very, very well mm-hmm. with Matthew Stafford, with Leonard mm-hmm. Floyd, with Sonny Got Michelle. Got a big sack in the game. Yep, absolutely. He, he did. He did. Uh, great move on the outside. Um, does this help UGA? Is this a big deal? Clearly they're from UGA. Clearly they're on the team. Clearly Matt Stafford's face is going to be plastered everywhere on many more marketing materials henceforth. Um, so just, it's not that, is it a deal? Let's say, let's start there. Is it a deal? To what degree is it a big deal? Is it monumental? Is it nice? Is it cute? Is it, where does it land on the spectrum from cute to massive deal for UGA when Matt Stafford and the rest Win Super Bowls in the NFL. Uh, this is going to sound weird, but it it is a deal. It's not no deal, okay? Correct. Um, but it's not a it's not a big deal. And listen, it's certainly not as big of a deal as winning the national championship a month ago. There you That's go. that goes without saying, but I but I'll say it anyway. Winning the national championship a much bigger deal in terms of projecting more future success because future success we what we all know is it's about kids coming to your program it's about yep. recruits it's about uh being a desirable location well listen georgia is going to be a desirable location for for uh coaches because we've got the resources we've got the backing we've got the availability we've got the head coach that um is there and has now proven that he can do it but recruits don't even really care that much, I don't think, about winning national championships. Do you know, do you know what I base that on? Georgia's last four recruiting classes. There you go. We hadn't won any national championships, and yet these kids, for some reason, wanted to come to Georgia, even though Alabama was offering them scholarships, even though Clemson was offering them scholarships. And so uh, I don't know 
that it's that big of a deal to these kids to see guys like Matt Stafford and Leonard Ford. I'll tell you what matters is those times, and there will be times, when you got those kids on the official visit, right? Maybe Auburn's in town, okay? Maybe Tennessee's in town. And you got those kids in Athens, and they're on the official visit. And looky who comes walking around the corner. Well, it just yep. so happens to be Matt Stafford. And look at that rock on that finger that he just so happens to be wearing that Kirby called him three times and said, don't you forget that ring don't. when you come over here. And Matt, did, uh, did Kelly, Kelly, Kelly pack that box, right? She put that in, put the, it, in the suitcase? Put it in the suitcase. Um, I, I, think it's, I think it's a deal in that respect. Uh, I think it's great for the university. But I don't know that it's monumental. I'll say that. No, let me let me use another comp of another player and what he's done in the league and and how this works out timing wise. Okay, this is gonna be a little bit more abstract. But when you look at Eric Stokes, was he a true lock lockdown corner at UG? I don't think he was a true lockdown corner. Was he a very good corner? Yes, he was. Was sure he was. this one of the best corners already in the league in year one? Where I, I think he led the league rookie, or not even maybe not even rookies, but was up to the tops of the list in deflected passes, on passes defended against him, on yardage against him. Now he wasn't that type of player, at UGA, but Kirby and them and the coaches saw the potential. They saw what he could be, and he's now maturing, right, at a very very yeah. early stage in his NFL career. Aaron Donald, who, what two star, three star recruit, yeah. Uh, out of pit good player, yeah. yeah, out of pit, good player. But all of a sudden, he's now the best player in the league. Yep. Now, right? Okay. Matt Stafford gets in the league. Yes, he gets to represent the G. Yes, he was good in college. Yes, he was five star. Yes, he was one of the highest ranking recruits coming out. All of those things are true. It's a deal. It's not a massive deal. No one cares that Tom Brady was a Michigan man. No one cares about that. I Jim just, Harbaugh probably does. Well. Jim Harbaugh cares about a lot of things you and I don't give two rats about, Daniel, well, if I could be that honest. that is not inaccurate. Um, so, yeah, it is it is a thing. We're It's more a big deal for us fans. That's what it's a big deal for, okay? Yeah. Because we get to celebrate with them, watching them, knowing them, seeing them go on to do other things. It's going to be fun. It's a, it's a nice cherry on top with recruits. It's a nice addition yeah. to the locker room. It's a nice publication on a poster. But it's not going to move the needle light years. It's going to just kind of tip it a little. I'll say this. It's not as important as what's going to happen in, and what is it, April? The NFL draft is more important than the Super Bowl there to you go. Georgia. Getting dudes drafted. You mentioned Eric Stokes. Because that's the thing Kirby points to. And all these yes. kids dream about winning the Super Bowl. Of course they do. Every player that plays football dreams about winning the Super Bowl. But you got to be in the league. To win a Super Bowl. And all these kids know that. Their goal is not in college, coming out of high school. Their goal is not to win a Super Bowl. They have one goal, and it's to make it to the league. And so the more guys Kirby can point out and say, I put those guys in the league. Let me say something, and and just quickly, before, because in segment three, we're going to talk Ooh, a stick little around. bit about Stick we're, around. Listen, if you have ever driven past a traffic accident, and you have just said, I don't want to look over there. But <laughs> something in your body just compels you yep. to look over there. That's going to be segment three today. So you want to hang around for that. Uh, so let me say this before we move on. Uh, 
something that was seemingly non-UGA related that I heard at the end of this game. Okay. Okay. You're, I'm watching Aaron Donald. You mentioned him earlier. He's the best player in football right now. I'm watching him. He makes the two biggest plays in the history of the Rams on third down and fourth down to ice the game. Uh, and they're interviewing him after the game. He's obviously emotional. There's all these rumors that he yeah. might retire. Um, he, he's he's living in this moment. He's got this confetti falling down. And uh, the reporter asked, "What? Um, take me through those last couple plays. What are you thinking? What are you? What are you? What are you striving for?" And did you hear? Like, did you watch this, Clint? Did you see? Did you see this? And did yep. you hear the answer that he gives? He said, "It's really one word. It's all I'm thinking is strain. That's what he says. He says I'm just got to strain because this is everything. I just got to give it everything I got." And Georgia fans, listen. If that word does not ring a bell for you, then you have not been paying attention this last season to one Mr. Kirby Smart. Because Your Kirbyese lexicon needs an update. We need to refresh it. That's on us if you don't know that. We need to teach is. you Kirbyese a little bit more. It is more. deficient. But that's all that the man has been saying, basically, is we just want to be a team that's continually straining, that's continually that's right. giving that effort, playing through the whistle, playing every play, giving it uh, more strain than the guy across from us. And then you hear the the best player in football just coming off just coming off the field in the Super Bowl, and he's using that exact same type of vernacular, that exact mm -hmm. same language, those exact same concepts, and you begin to realize that's what's important for Georgia. Does that make that sense? Culture setting, that value that culture. setting, that yeah. Kirby is talking exactly like a Super Bowl winning non-Georgia guy. When Kirby then goes and says, "Guys, I know I know what I'm talking about to get you to where you need to go." You're guess, exactly right. Guess That's who's exactly saying right. that to Aaron Donald? The defensive coordinator Raheem Morris or whatever of the Los Angeles Rams. Like and so yep. when Kirby is using the same kind of setting, that same kind of culture, yep. is that same type of coaching, and it translates directly into what's being coached right there in the NFL. That's the type of thing that you know might just fly under the radar, might slip past the casual average fan, but that kind of culture, Clint, that's what really matters for Georgia. You're exactly right. Hey, we're going to come back after this, right after I tell you about Built Bar. Built Bar is the tastiest protein bar on planet Earth. Daniel and I love these things. Uh, I have had a few since I've been on keto, which, by the way, uh, I'm, update. I'm done on Tuesday. Update for the done people. Done on Tuesday. Daniel, Ooh, why, why do you do this you hate, to yourself? You hate to see it. Why did I do you, this? Listen, Thankfully, right. people, send us an email. Reach out to us on Twitter. Who had Tuesday as the day that Clint gave right up his convictions and quit? Yeah. Who had the right squares? Um, hey, but thankfully, Built Bar has been a added benefit to me during this keto because they are keto approved and they are high in protein, they are high in fiber, low in sugar, and they taste like a candy bar. Yo, these are protein bars, the best protein bar on planet Earth that taste like a candy bar. They've been a godsend to me during this time. Head over right now to builtbar.com, put in the promo code locked on 15, get 15% off your entire order one box, two box, mixed flavors, whatever flavors you have. Builtbar.com, locked on 15 for 15% off your entire order. Clint, um, to quote, I, to, to quote the great Kramer, it is hideous, and yet I cannot look away. 
I can't look away. And that looking away that that is impossible because we are tractor beam locked on Brian Harson and the Auburn football program. Brian Harson, congratulations going toe to toe with the Auburn booster. You just just standing ovation for you. You know, it just yes. you you went toe to toe with Auburn. Well booster, done, who, sir. Again, I, I don't want to two weeks ago we, on this podcast, I was talking about culture being a huge. It's not only winning, but it's how you win. Ten and seconds to, ago, we were talking about culture on this podcast, well, and Kirby well, Smart and Aaron Donald. Yes, I was but yes, you were talking, talking about Auburn. Yes, and how it doesn't matter if you win; you have to win the right way. The the according to Auburn, according to boosters, according to those who have money and power. Now, the good thing, again, really quick, Georgia fan, praise the good Lord above that you have a program that handed Kirby the keys and said, "We'll see you. Have fun." Yep. Thank you. Thank you, boosters. Thank you, AD. Thank you, everybody in the athletic department. Mm-hmm. Auburn did not do that with Brian Harsons. No. At all. No. And they tried to stage a firing coup on him. And yep. at this point, Daniel, do you have any inclination on what story is true and what is not true at Auburn? Do you have any information whatsoever or any direction on a gut level what is true and what's not true? How could you? That's what you, I mean. You could not because – there are conflicting reports coming out by the hour in Correct. terms of what – do you remember when um, Tennessee attempted to hire a there football coach? There we go. And it, and it was just – we were throwing they, Hail Marys. We hired a guy. Hired, they hired Greg And then Shiano. the boosters came in and said, not him. We You are not hired. You are unhired, sir. Philip Fulmer said – and I don't, thought, dear sir, I do not think so. <laughs> it sounded like Michael Klump from The Office. Um, <laughs> I say, I say, I'll sit on you. Um, but the uh, we thought that was sort of the rock bottom. Of turns out, you have a defunct culture in your program. But Brian Harson came out here, went six and seven, mind you. He went six sure. and seven. First year in the SEC, coming from Boise State. Yeah, when six and seven, his former players hate him. Yeah, he's got everyone in their brother leaving the program in droves. Coaches, players. he's got the he's got the nine hundredth ranked recruiting class coming onto campus. Correct. This is at Auburn University, and the boosters said, "You know what? We're going to just get rid of this guy. We're going to we- we're just going to can this guy." Can we can we figure out a reason? I got an idea. I don't I don't know. Again, I have no idea what relationships Brian Harson has with what people, and I won't because something is fishy. This was a coup. This was a stage. Boosters wanted him out. By the way, Daniel, the boosters have gone ahead and gotten some power because this is just in as of uh, the tenth. Um, okay, t- the tenth of February. There's a new policy mm-hmm. went into effect Tuesday, mm-hmm. which states that violations may result in disciplinary action, disciplinary action up to and including termination. And it's new on the employee duty to cooperate policy within Auburn. So they couldn't fire him before. Now they have just put wording in that makes them legally able to fire Brian Harsons for whatever reason they dream up in the future. My favorite part is that Brian Harsons is like, you all talk about it. I'm going to go to Mexico. I'm just going to leave. I'm going to go. I'm going to go on vacation. Y'all try to fire me if you want, but here's what's going to happen. I'm going to come back from vacation. 
and I'm going to drive back into this absolute garbage can of a town that you call home. And I'm going to go back into my office. I'm going to continue to do my job because you won't have the ability to fire me. And sure enough, Brian Harson wins. So kudos to you, Brian Harson. I, for one, I'll just say, I couldn't be more thrilled that you're back at Auburn for another year. I am happy. Honestly, there were two outcomes to this. One, Brian Harson stays, which I say, mm, love to see it. Two, he's fired. And the only coach available is sitting down in Gainesville still pining after his old job. And Dan Mullen answers the call. That Those are the two outcomes that were going to be the best for me in the world. And both of them. Too um, good to be true. Too good to what be true. if they, well, when they're going to, they're going to fire Brian Harson mid season. So they, they still have an opportunity to hire Dan Mullen. They still which, have an opportunity. Which I, I implore you. Maybe implore Dan Mullen you. will go be on Urban Meyer's staff. Where's he coaching again? Oh. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. Uh, We will be back tomorrow. Um, uh, We're back on the recruit train tomorrow. We're going to be breaking down some soon-to-be Georgia Bulldogs, current Georgia Bulldogs, soon-to-be on the field Georgia Bulldogs. And we're going to be talking about where they fit into this offense, um, how they uh, are projected to look on this team, and most importantly, who are those comps, Clint? That's what the people want to know. They want those comps. They need those comps. Have We're going to give it to them. We're going to give them to them. Check back tomorrow. Lockdown Bulldogs on the Lockdown Podcast Network. Your team every day. See you. Yeah.